Hello and welcome to Blood on the Severn, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set on Bristol, England in the year 2017. With me tonight. Max playing Norm Dissolve of the Ministry. Peter playing Janusz Kroll of Clan Chimitsu. Rob playing Dermot Bryan of Clan Malkavian. Yeah, Alice playing Matilda Wells of Clan Venture. Thank you for joining us tonight on this. Well, this is the mid season finale of season three for for Blood on the Severn. And um, last week saw a few of important developments that the Coterie are now sort of trying to deal with. Uh, most importantly, as a little bit of a, a recap from last, uh, last session, Dermot was left to his own devices trying to figure out what that person from the cobway reaching to him was and what 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 they what did they want and after a conversation with nathaniel it became clear that this person was none other than sophie woods uh, a very old malkavian but just in terms of when they were embraced they have not been active for centuries a seer that foretold the black plague and was tormented by her visions and had asked for the right of destruction to be served upon her, being fairly religious from uh, a kindred from the 1600s. Um, the decision was made to put her into torpor. So Nathaniel, Prince Nathaniel asked Dermot to make arrangements for a an all-clan conversation. She is still, in terms of her, her age, technically an elder. Um, of course, she is effectively a neonate that has been in Torpor for centuries, but yes, still, decisions need to be made on a clan-wide basis. So that conversation is happening later tonight. Um, on the side of Matilda, she had the opportunity to talk to Audrey and see how Squid was still... Well, he's still smoldering on. His condition has worsened a lot. He's smoldering away. He's, he was slowly being burned. So they decided to put him in a, in a big bathtub with tons of ice and, and salt and water to keep his temperature cool, submerged completely in that sort of icy grave. Then she had a chat with a coterie and together with Nangisel, they are trying to figure out a way in which she can have a conversation with Obasi and understand it, or in, in hopes of understanding or gleaning uh, a, a way out of a life bone, reducing it somehow, leveraging what she has. Nanjasil offers to to cash in a minor boon she had attained the previous night when she was accompanied Dermot, a boon that she has over the prince of the city, Prince Nathaniel, uh, of the Camarilla uh, that she got in exchange for her silence with regards to the conversation of Sophie Woods, the Malkavian elder, elder air quotes. Um, Janish, in the meantime, had a very important conversation with the librarian. He needed to know, or at least he wanted established, that his domain is his. It is the land that belongs to him. It is not a part of the greater Bristol. It is not 
one of the many territories that are owned by the different factions. It is unequivocally his, or at least that was his argument. Given that the librarian is now, thanks to the old accord, the forgotten accord, uh, sort of the ruler of the whole domain of Bristol, he needed to know. And after a little bit of back and forth, where he first provided all the information he had with regards of Annie and uh, the murders that had transpired in the few years the librarian had been in Torpor, it was agreed that in exchange for a minor boon from Janus, a precedent would be set in which that specific haven of his, that specific land belongs to Janusz Kroll. It is considered neutral ground and not a part of Bristol. He is the own, the, the lord of his own tiny domain. The, 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 the night ended after many shenanigans throughout the night that included other weird things like Dermot being completely masquerade breachy stigmatized <laughs> or Nangisil trying to figure out how to deal with Ragnar the night ended with a conversation between Matilda and Nangisil in which she she Matilda mentioned that she was in charge of finding the people responsible for the death of the Anarchs uh, uh, the, the death of the Camarilla after the Anarch retaliation. And given that one of the victims was a Malkavian, someone, a, f a friend of Dermot and someone he cares deeply about, or at least he did, Nigel suggested that she come clean, for it would be better for Dermot to hear it from her than from somebody else. So we're going to jump back right in into the same very evening where the, the four of you are still in the HQ. And uh, Dermot and Nangisel were making preparations to, well, Dermot to assist this Malkavian conclave of sorts in which um, the, the fate of Sophie Woods would be decided. And Nangisel then would take the opportunity to have a chat with Prince Nathaniel with regards of the boon she owes over him, she holds over him. So, um, you're still all in the HQ. Anything you would like to do, like conversations as a group, anything you would like mm -hmm. wish to, yeah? yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're still there. Uh, Nigel and Matilda come back from their short chat outside. Um, and Dermot and Janice are inside after their own conversation about, well, is it right to kill someone just because and all of those things? And it is just. So Yanish will say, as they're coming back in, he'll be saying to them at something like, um, Of course, whatever our differences of opinion may be, we are agreed on one thing. You are correct, I believe, that, that Annie is the greatest threat 
to this city at this time. And she has the means to communicate with the Society of Leopold in addition to all of her own twisted blood rituals. And she has committed crimes against all of the factions and all of us. We must, we must find a way to catch her. Yep, I'm gonna chat to Oscar tonight and see what he has to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, fingers crossed, you know where she is. Good. Yeah, they're <clears> thieves, <throat> aren't they? So, might be, might be so. She's a crafty one. Yeah. So, uh, anything we can get to try and point us in the right direction, that'd be good. Yeah. Fine. Mm. So get out of him. Um, I mean, he was fine when he, he was all right when he was here, so. This, uh, he might try and extract boons from you. Yeah, that's a question. If he does ask for it, are we comfortable giving Coterie boons? No. No? Not when this is a matter of Bristol security and that we have been, like the other multi-faction Coteries, instructed to solve this problem. Surely, as a member of the city, he would like to aid us in this, especially as it is his clan that are at fault. If they could look after their own, this would not be a problem. I'll put the screws on him, for sure. Yes. I don't think he's in a position necessarily to withhold information if he knows we're working for the library and we're working for mm. the city. Um, yeah. It depends what he knows or what he doesn't know, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I'll puzzle him out. Mm. Good, good. Speaking of which, we will go and see the prince in a minute. Mm. Um... Got to make some sort of recompense for this poaching thing. Mm. Now, obviously, he's getting the boom back, but I thought I'd ask you what else is a good way to do this? What sort of an appropriate apology? Or he likes jam. He likes jam? Aye. You're taking the piss, mate? Yes, I'm taking the piss. <laughs> well, I supposed. This is a matter of stolen blood. Perhaps. Well, that's a bit strong, isn't it? That is. When you put it like that, it sounds bad. Well, that is what you do when you poach. You steal blood from the domain yeah, of another. And, and, you, and you potentially risk the masquerade in their home. Hmm. So if you are looking for a way to make recompense, perhaps an offer of something similar. Well, I should give him my blood. Not your blood. But perhaps you might say there is, if, uh, should ever there come a time, he might have permission to feed in your domain, for example. That's not in mine, is it? It's yours. Well, it, this domain oh. is ours. In the shared domain. What and, do you think? Are we all right with that? Well, given that two of you, was it the same domain? Is it the same? No, same same faction, time. but different people. Different Seeing people. as it is the same faction that has lost out, it would seem one option. There is something else that I should inform you of that might be of use, though it is not something... Well, I will explain, you'll understand. You are aware that the old accords are what enabled the librarian to take power in this time. And that Bristol is, of course, governed by such things. There are other ancient 
treaties that exist that concern my home and the land that it sits on. And I have recently come from the librarian who has acknowledged that uh, officially it is, it is written now. He has acknowledged those old treaties, uh, which, which mean in essence that my land is not part of Bristol in kindred society. What this means is, though it is a, a small area, within that area I have certain rights that cannot be usurped by any other kindred here in the city. Now, I mention this because you are all about to go and try and negotiate with a number of people for a number of different things. And whilst I'm not making a promise to you, it is something, if your back was to the wall, that you could at least offer to try and negotiate on their behalf in exchange for their help and so on and so forth. Your 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 house where you live Yes is not part of the domain of Bristol anymore. The land around my home is now considered not connected to the library or the Anarchs or the Camarilla or the Autarchus. It is mine. But don't don't that mean that they ain't gonna come to your aid if shit goes down? If the society comes to your house, they ain't gonna send anyone because you're not part of their domain. Anymore. Yes, it means that in, in essence, that is true, though I remain part of the library. So if I was under threat, that is a thing. I still am part of Bristol society. I am not without obligation to that society. But it means, for example, that if I chose to, if someone wished to sire a child, for example, admittedly, that child would have a very small area to walk around. That is a thing that could happen. But... That is a thing that I could grant permission to. Although but, for that child to leave, we would need to negotiate with others. But, but they ain't going to see it that way, really. They're not going to see it that your domain ain't part of Bristol, but you're still part of Bristol's domain. That's or librarian. librarian. So that's not how vampires work, is it? Well, it is what the librarian has agreed. Well, I mean, I think this is... It's not the only place that's kind of the case. I mean, frankly, if you take the Chantry, for instance, you know... Them Tremere, they don't let anybody in but themselves, so they right, have their yeah, own little yeah, space yeah, that's, there. That's mm. true, but but the Tremere Chantry ain't a risk of being overrun by the Society of Leopold, is it? They don't no, know exactly where it is. It's all just it, an extension of the whole domain thing, really. No, it's I mean, dangerous, is what it is. So, Yana, she you have... on your own. No. Yeah, that's what it means. It is quite isolationist, but... Well, he can always ask for help, you know. I'm yeah, sure the librarian would be more than happy to offer him some help for a There's no obligation now, is there? Like there were before. There was no obligation before. There is no obligation if someone attacks the domain, this coterie domain, on anyone else to do anything. It is our duty to defend it. But no, because your domain is no longer part of the coterie domain because it belongs to you. It's not part of Bristol. I mean what? that this area is the the sole responsibility of the four of us my home is my concern yes mm. though i would point out that you also live there Nandazel. i mean janish if you're comfortable are you comfortable giving this information up i am saying that if you're if if the prince of the camarilla is giving you both a very difficult time and you have nothing to offer him then you could offer potentially to negotiate with me on 
a matter like this. He may have ways he would wish to take advantage of this. All I've got to say is just, just quickly is that, you know, obviously you said about stolen blood and all, but uh, you can't, when you offend somebody, you can't like just give back, you know, if you got caught with your hand in the tell and all, you can't just give back the money. You need to like actually say sorry in some way. So I'm just saying, yeah. you I know, more than that. Yes. You, he's older he, he probably wants a little bit more than just what you took. That's all I'm saying. As he so, will want apology, he will right. want what he well, has he's, lost, he's and he will it. want some appreciation of the fact mm. that it was taken without permission. Well, he's having that. I just meant actual things, what I could mm. offer him. The other mm. thing you could offer, and I, I'll look at Dermot, and I'm like, this doesn't leave this room for now. Do I have your word? Hi. Um, you got my word. Thank you. What do you want about? I know who um I know who one of the Anarch murderers are. The one who killed the Malkavian. So if he is if he is angry, if he threatens you or us or it's not really in our nature, in his nature, but if you feel like there's nothing else you can say, you can say that we have that information. Well, I think that's uh, that's a nice little carrot, that is. I won't say nothing, you know. Yeah. Don't think me and Derek could be talking to him at the same time. Well, we should probably get moving, Nudge. Can't wait around forever. All right. I, I, I got a meeting to get to before uh, you have all your uh, fancy stuff with him. Yeah, I got to go. <clears throat> so well, thanks, thanks for sharing, guys. I mean, I appreciate the... Uh, Trust you putting on us with uh, sharing this information. Mm. You're welcome. Dermot and Nangisil make their way to the Mulcavian meeting while uh, Matilda starts making phone calls, um, get, trying to get a hold of Oscar to see him in, in like as soon as possible. And Nangisil goes back to his to his domain um so let's jump into the conversation of the clan Malkavian by the time Dermot is the, like gets to the place pretty much all of them have already arrived and it's just a technicality wait for the few minutes plus three specifically Hubert said that we needed to wait an additional three minutes. So it's three minutes past the hour. When exactly that at that point, someone, the last person, arrives. Prince Nathaniel addresses his clan. <clears throat> um, thank you all for for coming tonight. Um, our our clan. And our ties have always been very strong. And I I appreciate how difficult the last few nights have been for all factions. But what I want to discuss this evening is a matter of our blood. Specifically, one of our blood who has been for many years 
sleeping. She was a seer during the time of the Black Plague, before it even. She was tormented by those visions. And at that time, as a favor to her bloodline, I, I agreed to have my bloodline be the custodians of her body while she was in Torbor. Her last custodian was, was Priscilla, and he turns to Dermot, Dermot's sire. But ever since his passing, Dermot has taken care of her. It is known by others now that she exists in the city. She has always remained a, a part of the secret records of the library as a boon that was exchanged by, by her bloodline centuries ago. She is a citizen of Bristol, and even though it might sound like she's an elder, she's barely a neonate. A few years past her recognition. I wanted to mention this to you because a petition has come to my door for her awakening. And even though she's not technically an elder, according to the Camarilla, she might still seem very ancient to others. I just want to understand if there is any reason why we shouldn't do this. Uh, er, Dermot, um, sorry, um, Hubert is just looking down, like, trying to avoid the gazes of people that often shoot him glances. There are a few murmurs and whispers. No one actively says much. Not straight to Nathaniel. There is just the the one obvious question that is posted. Like, so this is this is a a Camarilla Malkavian, right? Uh, says the Lawrence Lawrence bon Bansworth, uh, an Autarkis Malkavian. If she's Camarilla, does this affect the numbers? Of the factions and how they're represented? No. Uh, no, Lawrence. Um, as I said, she has always been in the records of the library. So when the librarian establishes the, the correct kindred population here in, in Bristol. And how it should be divided amongst the factions to maintain the balance. She's counted, but she's always counted as a neonate. Um, therefore, the Camarilla has been slightly, ever so slightly weaker than they should be. But he's compensated through boons. Everybody is, looks at each other. It's not like the most massive of gatherings. 
It's just eight people. Dermot, what are the intentions of your coterie once she's awakened? You mentioned that you wanted to ask her some questions. Is that something that you can share with us here? I want to make sure that everybody understands how important our clan it is to me, to us. And I I wouldn't want anyone to think that I I would subject poor Sophie to more trauma that she has already experienced. In fairness, Your Majesty, it's uh, troubling times, but uh, she's the one who reached out to me. So I'm just trying to respect her wishes. If she's as seer as you say, <clears throat> might be she's got some stuff to share in these uh, challenging times. And uh... hmm. So Derek Williams, the primogen, says, well, <clears throat> I wouldn't want to speak out of turn, my prince, but in terms of propriety, She's a member of our clan, one that I wasn't aware of. Um, so it would be helpful if I, in my role as primogen, petitioned for her awakening so her wishes could be granted, so she can be presented to me. And... Uh, so I can help in any matter. Perhaps she wants to return to her sleep afterwards. Perhaps she wants to, to rejoin us. And it would be my responsibility, should that be the case. What I'm trying to say, my lord, is I am willing to accept on the responsibility of her by assigning someone to tutor her and aid her. And they look at each other, Nathaniel and Derek. And with a sort of like a sideways acknowledgement, Nathaniel reluctantly nods and says, Thank you, Derek. Thank you. I believe then it is settled. I will I will awaken Sophie. As it is my right to awaken a member of my faction, a current citizen of Bristol. I will notify the library to update their records. Uh, Hubert, and Hubert just nods, as is still looking down. So it's basically, there. the library has been notified. Due process has been observed. Um... Also, Hubert, um, have you sent out the rescheduled appointments um, that I asked? And he, again, nods. Very uncomfortable, clearly uncomfortable with the, 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 the large amount of people here, even though they're all Malkavian. He's 
it's more people than he usually is happy to have around. Well, thank you then. Um, if anyone, even if no one has anything else to say, I, I thank you all for coming. And then slowly, a lot of people just leave. Um, I'll be trying to catch a couple of the people. Mm -hmm. Just to stop them and at least exchange some pleasantries. Nothing significant. Basic socializing. Yeah. To... yeah, you stop yeah. at the door and, and, <clears throat> and say farewell to each of them individually. Yeah, but specifically trying to catch the Anarch and Autarchus individuals to try and at least, you know, those that I haven't talked to properly before just have a little bit more of a chance to, to, to talk to them and also acknowledge, you know, Lawrence about his, his question. Yes. Um, uh, certainly the thing I'll be mentioning to the Anarch couple will be that, you know, obviously there's been some bad blood, but uh, I hope that doesn't extend, obviously, to us as clan. Um, the one who, who is most conversational is in that regard is Lucinda. Um, Lucinda Brightstow is a representative, uh, is mm -hmm. an anarch representative, is one that you actually, you, I think you uh, introduced yep. to Matilda. Um, and of course she's very sociable in that regard and says like, I, I understand and I'm, and I am really, really sorry. I for what happened uh, the nights following our election. Um, it was very confusing and it's it's very tragic that any kindred needed to die, really, especially poor Oscar. He, he was blameless. This is, this is very sad. I would like to present my apologies directly to the prince, but, but I wouldn't want to speak out of turn from the other representatives. You know how it is with the council. It's different. Well, of course, but I am sure that he knows how you feel about it. He, we are clan after all. He, he does. He, he knows how I feel. That's all that matters. We look after one another, right? And she puts her, her, her hand in your arm and, and squeezes and says, yes, and, and I find comfort in that thank you Dermot Good. thanks for reaching out and with it's that good to see you lovely seeing you too with that she leaves um, Nathaniel of course is going to be making his way uh, towards a, a different seating area um, and uh, someone will call Nagisil to step in uh, okay um so I will, I'll go in. Um, I will, I will make whatever I think is the most appropriate greeting. So I suspect probably I think that this is to bow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, who else is that? Just him. Uh, yeah, and the, and the ghoul who walked you in, who turns away and leaves. So, oh. am I still there, or have I left at this point? Uh, you I didn't are. Know whether or not I was due to be. You are in the in the vicinity. Um, but they are there in a in a corner, so it is up to Nanjasel 
if she wants you to join or not because she can easily make it like she has to pass like walk past you to get to nathaniel so you can exchange a word or a look or something i've got no issue with them being there Okay. So, so I'll, I'll stay at a slight distance. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll approach so that I'm there, but I'm not listening in, mm -hmm. as it were, and just keeping a slight distance. Okay. Uh, so I can give her a lift back home later. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I will say, um, and yourself, um, twice in two nights. Uh, what a delightful occurrence! I was well, mentioned you wanted to do something about the boon. Right, that's right. I um, I start by saying I hope your evening tonight has been better than it was yesterday. Um, it has been difficult, well, but yes, better than yesterday so far. Well, hopefully, this might might make it better. I am. Um, I want to have a discussion with you about the boom we exchanged. I was, well, it start as I mean to go on. I and one of my co-treemates owe you an apology. So I've come here and used this boom to have this audience with you in order to tell you about a transgression that's occurred and to offer you recompense for it. Um, I'm, I'm afraid um, I don't know what you're uh, talking about. Uh, I'll explain. There have been two instances in recent times, one with myself and one with Matilda Wells, who's also in my coterie. I don't know if you know if you know about her. Yes, yes. Lovely Matilda. I don't know her very well. Uh, I I know her by reputation, sadly. Well, she is she is nice. She's nicer than me, for sure. I'll say, um, I'll say, it is the case that both of us have, in recent times, made a similar mistake, and it's the same kind of mistake in that we was hungry, and we ended up eating in the wrong place. And you see, sort of the the changing expression in his face when he was like, "Oh, okay, this that this is what it's about." Okay, okay. Like, so I say, yes, so I will say, I will say, and in both cases, where we ended up eating was around your place, so to speak, if you get my meaning. Cameroon no. territory, I assume. Right, right. So first of all, I come here to apologise to you, deeply and sincerely. It is not appropriate behaviour, it is not something that we, either one of us, wanted to do or intend to do again. We understand the nature of this kind of transgression. Matilda is not here herself, although she wanted to be, because I suggested that, given how she's an anarch, and there's, you know, tension and whatnot, it might not be that well received, but I said that I would tell you that it was the two of us what were responsible, and not the other people in our coterie. I see. So, part of my reason, or my reason for coming here and asking for this conversation was firstly to apologise and then to make recompense to you in order that this matter could be 
clear it up, I've forgotten. Now, it struck me when I was thinking about this that we have we have taken from you something what was yours and a good way to make amends for that is to offer you something back. And it seemed to me like something might be appropriate for you is a return of being able to feed in our coterie domain if you should need it or maybe even for someone of your choice to do it such that you're taking back what was yours in that sense from us mm. we don't know if this is amenable to you but as you might expect I thought that since we had our agreement from the other night it might be uh might be helpful for me if I could use that to make this conversation a private one. Speaking of private, Nancyzel, who who else is aware of of, of this? And your, yes, as for, in as far as I'm aware, the only other person that's aware of it is um, uh, Lord Obasi. And he he put he has a, like a really puzzled. Expression. I mean, I don't know that might not be his title. I'm uh, sorry. No, no. Primogen. Yes. Um. Yes. Uh, um. I was asking if your other coterie mates, the Dermot and oh. Janice, do they know? Are they aware? Yeah. Yes, they're aware. Obasi, said, you say, Primogen Obasi. Right. He knows about it. And he just. Well, I don't know how he knows about it, he's... but he does know about it. His his eyes just drift away and apparently fixating an in, invisible motor speck of dust somewhere. And he starts I just to, relax. <laughs> and he starts muttering to himself something. Well I I see. This is actually most uh, most informative, Nanjasel. Um Seeing that your code already knows, then I hope you don't have a, an issue with me calling Dermot to join us. No, not at all, sir. You do whatever you think is best. He turns around and sort of like beckons Dermot to approach. Oi, and uh, your majesty. He briefly tells you, you know, I'm here. She just told me. Um, so he puts you... He puts you up to speed with what, offer, what she's offering. He says, um, um, I feel that tonight is a, it's a very, it's a special night for, for my clan. Because, it, because what we had here earlier is what has always been my vision of the city. Kindred of different opinions looking past them, looking past their differences and seeing what's similar. In our case, it was our clan. But you and I, ourselves, are not much different, Nanjazel. We're both kindred. Yes, different bloodlines, but in essence, we are a lot more similar. We have more similarities in common 
more things in common than than we would have with with kind. For sure. This is a vision that has always been also part of, of Roger. That's why we have been friends for so long. We try to see past those things. Sadly, some people did not see past their own blind rage. I have talked long with Roger Smith about what happened in the death of the members of my sect. Actions and measures need to be taken. He said that he had instructed both Matilda and Chris, uh, his, his opponent in, in the election, to find those responsible. The librarian asked me not to further escalate things, which has made me feel very powerless, but also people in my sect are not liking that we cannot get involved in seeking recompense. The regent of the Tremere, my sheriff, cannot be let loose on those who violated the rules of the city. The right of destruction was not properly addressed. Your Majesty, um, if Roger said that he's uh, asked people to find them, as he, as you said, your friends, as he indicated in any way, what his intentions are when he finds these people, these transgressors. Well, the only, the only reason I agreed to what him and the librarian proposed for teach was on my side. He he was very much adamant on the fact that should an Autarchy suffer the same fate, no one would be able to stop him in seeking retribution. So it was agreed that I decide the punishment. And I have full right of destruction to those parties being considered guilty unless there are attenuating circumstances. I'll shoot Dermot a glance at this point because I want to see if he's going to... I basically want to be led by him as to whether or not we should cough up additional information here. So I'll just, I'll just glance at him and then back at the prince. Well, this is a... Uh... I mean, obviously I'll follow your lead, Your Majesty, but um, just getting back to kind of the subject as was being discussed before, is this... Uh, I mean... It is relevant for one of the persons doing the investigation is Matilda, one of the people who transgress over the boundaries of the Camarilla. So... If she had some information, like... Yes. That could help 
that that would be what in terms to nine yourself that would be an appropriate recompense together with the the offering of 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 shelter i would not go as far as to just seek it uh, as in uh, fee a feeding grounds the feeding grounds of your of your coterie are are yours but but i would take the offer of shelter should i ever need it um for for no longer than three nights Right. Well, and information. As I think recompense for the apology. I reckon that um, that is a doable thing, don't you, Dermot? Well, it depends on what uh, young Matilda knows, I suppose. If it's proven to be true, if it's good information, we can consider the matter settled. Do you? Do you want me to get her on the phone? Or do you want me to bring her down here? Um, Such that... Because, you know, the thing about information is it's only good for a short period of time. Yes, I, I trust your word. So if you need to call her... Um, and, and, and he hesitatingly looks at Dermot. I would assume you have a safe means to do so. I, I can do so now if you want. Yes, I, I will leave you to it. And... Um, um, I will wait for your reply. Thank you for hearing me out, Your Majesty. Greatly appreciated, especially given the circumstances. We were the ones that were in the room. You both stand and walk. Oh, I'll step away with Dermot. Yeah, with Dermot. Dermot, you yeah. can feel, you can feel as if many strings behind your back taught like you you now have proper posture and you see nathaniel he's just like looking to one side but you feel that he's riding that cobweb mm -hmm. but not he's more like looking for information glances uh, glimpses something so anything you feel him feeling out the world around him as if reaching out, trying to probably see. You have always known that he's a, he's been known as a seer, but but to know that he complements his gift with the gift of your clan. That that makes it quite powerful. So you are. The two of you have a, a, a place oh. to talk in private. I'll say, yeah. um, you, you, uh, you, you aren't going to tell him the other other stuff. Tell him what other stuff? Stuff I told you about. I'm going to do tonight. Um. I mean, it's like down to you, isn't it? Depends. You know, we'll see. All right. I'll leave it with you. Do you want a phone? You, you got a phone to phone on? Let's, uh, let's give uh, Matilda a call, shall we? You're right. I'll, uh, I'll give her a call on whatever phone I have and just uh, put it on speaker for the two of us. Okay. So Matilda is probably on her way. So she's also on speakerphone while she's driving. On her way to meet um, Oscar 
Cantor the Tremere. Okay. I'll um I'll pick up and just say, how did it go? It's still going. Um, we need to talk to you. Alright. I'll wait for Dermot to elaborate. Uh it seems a proposal's been made. Uh, Nan just put forward the offer of um feeding and some such in our domain as the coterie, which seems uh, much as we discussed. But the uh, the prince seemed to indicate that from uh, conversations with his friend uh, Roger Stone that uh, uh, you'd been indicated as one of the people alongside Chris to look into the matter of uh, who'd killed some some camis. So, uh, you know, he was very interested in what you might know. And uh, if you're willing to share some information, then that may well uh, cancel up the detonor. He said that's what's going to be. If the information is good, it'll sway, the, it'll sway this and it'll be gone away. And that dicks it to Obasi, which we can all be happy with, and makes it so you and I aren't into shit. Yeah, I'm not super keen on either of those. Carlos, yes? when I had that chat with Roger... And when he said that you need to look into it, am I remembering right that he did he indicate that he wanted um, the culprits brought to the Anarchs first, or was it just I want them, I want them caught? He wants them. The impression you got is I want them caught, and okay. also it is gonna be bad enough for you that you know you're an Anarch snitching on Anarchs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in a, in a sense, you're not going against the 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 wishes of uh, of Roger. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I was just you wouldn't be going against. Uh, you you don't feel that you would be going against him because you were told to investigate and find the the guilty parties, that's and fine. now so and now they are telling you that. Nathaniel and Roger had come to an agreement. So, yeah. actually, Nathaniel taking this off of your hands actually it's makes you look less guilty. Yeah. Um, in which case, yeah, I'll just say, um, yeah, yeah, tell him. Um, what information have you got that, that we can tell him now? I know that Ragnar's admitted to killing the Malkavian. Just the um, Malkavian? <laughs> <laughs> checking, <laughs> checking her just notes frantically. Was it just no? It was the other one as well? It was two of them. Yeah. This is what Wall said that you, the prince wouldn't touch him, innit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's him. So I'll, I think I'll it was. Tell. I think it was uh, the Malkavian and Michaela. And Mc yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he killed them both, and the thing is, he thinks he's untouchable. So I said to him, "Why are you telling me this? Why are you admitting it?" And he said that. The prince has some kind of information that means that he can get away with murder, literally. So I don't know how Nathaniel's going to react to it because it sounds like he's got away with shit before. Um, but this might be the last straw because I don't think you can really get away with two. Prince didn't seem like he was going to be in a forgiving mood, if I'm honest. Well, I well, he did say that if there was uh, mitigated circumstances, that uh, there might be. Uh... I mean, it sounded like there's an agreement between the, the prince and uh, and your Raja that uh, if it, it's up to kind of the prince, what some of the outcome of this might be. I'm happy for it to be in his hands, to be honest. Um, but uh, so frankly, I suppose the question I'd have is, did uh, did the 
did the gentleman in question, this nice Mr. Ragnar, show any kind of like remorse about what he'd done? He was pleased as punch. You can tell see. that that he was boasting about it. Oh, he needs a fault then, doesn't he? So, aye, aye. Well, that's that's what? useful to know. That's useful context, you see. Drag him. Drag his name through the mud. I don't care. Um, And, yeah. Good luck. I think it'll be enough. Unless what? Ragnar has something ridiculous on the print and nothing's going to be done, but I'm not really sure. What I can't remember this. Like this Ragnar, what clan is he? Bruha. No. no he's a gangrel, isn't he? Yeah. He's a gangrel. Yeah, he's a gangrel. Uh, um, probably don't need to drag him through the mud then. He's <laughs> <laughs> rolling in it, won't he? Um, right. Yeah. Well, you go back to Nathaniel. Good luck. All right. Thanks, Mike. Cheers, man. Thanks, Dermot. Okay. Good luck. Okay. So I assume the two of you go back to the table. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Nathaniel is there, as he in a deep trance. But then. After a, a moment or two, when he... Something tells him that you are there. He wakes up, you know, drawn out of his reverie. And says, oh, ap apologies. Have you been waiting l long for me? No, you're We end. Have you talked to Matilda? Yes, she uh, she definitely has some information. Wow, um, she's, she's good at, at, at that. Uh, um... That's that is is it reliable information? How confident is she uh, on what she has found? Uh, do you want me to, Nandra, or should you? You can. She seemed pretty confident in it, Your Majesty. Mm. Yeah, I I mean, it sounded like uh, one gangrel, this Ragnar fella, was uh, bragging and uh, cooing to her about how he'd uh, done in a couple of the uh, the camis. Ah. A, you know, a couple. You mean? Do you mean? Yeah, Oscar and uh, uh, Michaela. They, our Oscar and Michaela. They was together, and yeah, uh, and he did. They died them, together. Yes. Apparently. Why? Why would he be posting about this? That he makes no sense. Oh, apparently, you know, he seems to think that. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. He seems to. She mentioned something about mm, something between the two yous. Seemed to reckon he was he was a subject of a, a, a prophecy of yours, Your Majesty. That what meant you you weren't going to lay fingers on him. And you oh. see him like his face, like surprise, and his hand starts like shaking. As in, as in, you know what ha what have I done, kind of thing. And he shakily reaches inside, you know, the 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 the, the inside pocket of his of his jacket. And produces a piece of paper, and opens it up, and puts and and, the, and puts it in front of you with very shaky hands. That says, the the, the piece of paper says, um, rescheduling of appointments. And of course, Dermot immediately catches on. He's like, "This is what he was mentioning to Hubert. Some appointments that needed rescheduling." Ragnar's name is in one of those, and the rescheduling of the appointment, it's, it has the two dates, like when the appointment is, was supposed to, do, to be, and when is the new date. And you see some weird appointments there, like 
there is one that he will have with Ruben. That there was supposed to be an appointment between the two of them in the year 2023. And it has been rescheduled for the year 2035. But the one for Ragnar was rescheduled from 2028 to tomorrow. And he's... Oh, I see. Um, I, I, I did not have a, 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 a prophecy for for him. I, I had a vision that I would need to to speak with him. Over the years, I, I get these visions, and I and I communicate with the 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 library through the library to to make the arrangements. So everything is is done in time. But but also since since Hubert has been taken on the on the role of librarian, <clears throat> sorry of of herald in the library, um, not librarian. I mean, come on, poor Hubert. Um, uh, ever since he took on the role, um, I have been I have been able to to reschedule easily whenever whenever my 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 visions uh, t tell me that something has changed. Could could it be that this Ragnar took? For, for granted uh, 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 a meeting that I have been petitioning for future years as a sign that he would at least live through anything until that date? I mean, possibly. I, I, I thought it was some kind of boon. He doesn't have any boons over he, does he? No, 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 no. I have... just, that means, I, I, with respect, is it, if that is the case and you're right about it, about that, does that mean it's safe for you to talk to him tomorrow? Well, uh, uh, well uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I set up that. It's coming back to me. I set up that meeting originally, almost twenty years ago. So, so I reckon he thought. I reckon you're right. You must have thought that that meant you needed him to stay around till then. Or, or that no matter what would happen. My vision told me that he would be in Bristol and alive in the year 2028. Right. And, um, maybe. and maybe that is one of the reasons he has become so so difficult to deal with, according to even members of the Anarchs. Could it be that do he you, always thought himself... Could do you it, look like meetings like 10 years in advance? Whenever I have the vision, um, admittedly, uh, Ragnar is... Is, well, his real name is unimportant. Uh, Ragnar is one of the longest ones I've had. As in, has stayed, the, the date has stayed there the longest. But I, I changed this through Hubert two and a half weeks ago with enough notice of the two weeks notice two and a half weeks ago. He probably, Ragnar, is not even aware of the, of the change yet. But Hubert so he, always he hasn't diligent. been informed about the change in the scheduling because I presume Hubert has diligent as he is has put the meeting in with Ragnar then. Well, did he originally? Well, he, Hubert notified. I I asked him. You you were there. You were there, and you, you can see him like he's struggling really with it. You were there. I asked uh, Hubert, and he said that he had. Yeah. So I'm 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 absolutely sure that that Hubert because I trust him. He he sent that postcard. It's probably Ragnar who has not checked anything in that uh, in his registered address uh you imagine yeah. what, uh, I, I something occurred to me about this all this trouble 
over these nights, mm. kicked off because of this Tremere woman. Mm. And she claimed to have visions. She didn't have real visions, not like yours. But we reckoned she might have changed the minds of other people such that they thought they shared visions with her or she changed their memories. And I'm wondering, because she's still on the loose, whether or not she might have had some effect on this Ragnar chap. Such that he thought that you were, I don't know, communicating with him or, or something like that. Yeah, but no, no, no one but the library and Ragnar knew about our meeting. Well, if she was in his head, she might know about it. No, and it seems a bit obtuse for her randomly to make that kind of change. I, you know, I just, somebody's memories. Well, not if, not if she was going to make him go berserk and threaten his majesty here. I mean, it might not be nothing. It just strikes me that your other appointments, you moved them forward. And this one, you moved back. But they, they, they always shift. Uh, Ragnar, is the, this is the first time I, I changed that. But usually they change, they shift. Uh, that's What's what, significant about seeing him? I, 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 just, I, just know I, I just know I have to deliver a message. But it sounds like you got a message to deliver him to now, you know, that he's... Uh... He's done wrong. Do you think so, you will have the sheriff show up? No. no me this is something I will do myself. All right. I, I mean, you said Matilda's information is that he confessed to this to her face. Eyes. Bragged, you know, no regret. No remorse. Seemed happy as Larry about the fact that he'd done it. And I mean, this poor man, this poor frail man, he looks very odd when he is angry. He looks, he looks, he looks, he's harmless. But you know when harmless people get angry and they don't know how to deal with it because they're not used to it. That's how Nathaniel looks. Like someone very much not used to being angry. He confessed, and he regrets nothing. He mistook my visions for a, an idea of immortality. And I, then I will, I will, well, I guess I already have an appointment tomorrow to uh, deliver. Your Majesty, I... Is this appointment supposed to be a private appointment between the two of you? That's what I was angling after. No. Maybe it shouldn't be. No, it isn't. It's an audience, like in a court or something. It is. It is not stipulated. The meeting is for me to be able to... to go through Anarch territory and into his haven. But now that I have a confession and... Also, the permission, the, 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 sort of the previous permission of the of the library. I. I wonder. Hubert knows full well. No interfaction transit is allowed, yet he made the change. That speaks of the trust he had of me not stepping out of line. I will take this information to the librarian and Roger. They will accompany me tomorrow. If he confessed, 
then he will execute it tomorrow night. Sir, can I assume this puts us level, like this information? Yes. For, for, for getting at me feeding or seeking refuge. Your coterie is a good friend of all factions, and you're doing a service to the city. Thank you for hearing me out, Your Majesty. The matter is resolved. Well, you, you get what you're after tomorrow when you see them. Mm. Also, Dermot, could I have a word with you? Oi. I'll just bow and leave. Okay. Once you're alone, he says, Dermot, what interest could Obasi have in your coterie? He, um, from what I know, he's pretty good at rooting out information and using it to his advantage and all, isn't he? Yes, but Nigel mentioned something strange. Not only that he is aware of poaching, which I'm not very surprised given the, um, his extensive security systems. Uh, he's always yeah. protecting himself, especially since his sire died. Poor William. But earlier tonight, I spoke to Abasi. So, of course, when Nigel mentioned that he was aware of the poaching, something, something stirred in my head. He, he showed up for an impromptu meeting, unannounced. And we had a conversation that was very unlike him and given that he knew about the potion, now I'm starting to understand why he would want to share with me what he did. But I need to know, does he have a vested interest in yeah. your coterie or anyone? He's got a vested interest. I mean, I find myself in a bit of a difficult situation here, Your Majesty. I'm trying to build trust within hmm. this coterie. I want to tell you for a great many reasons, but I hope you'd respect me enough that I don't want to give you everything if I say that he has a very distinct and uh, specific wish to keep uh, his vested interests at hand and I hope mm. that helps you and uh, obviously knowing such information about certain members of our coterie poaching is leverage that he can use against certain members of the coterie and I assume you and your coterie knowing that Caleb was a caitiff was the leverage used against him. Am I correct? Because that's what he wanted to talk to me about tonight. A reminder mm -hmm. that his child was to be forsaken of the blood. He's cutting ties with Caleb. And he already started. I, well, knew, um, I knew Caleb was a caitiff that had been taken into the, 
the clan uh, embraced by him but sadly the Tremere corroborated that he he did not carry the inheritance so to speak of the blood I suppose your majesty it depends on how much of a hold you want to have on Obasi regarding his uh, child I mean he may still be a caitiff but he's still a child and whilst I'm sure that Aventru might not respect a child that hadn't come out exactly how they wanted you know there's still the fact that he was responsible for his training and whilst he might have been released anything that he's done after that is kind of off his own back it has a bad reflection on him so yes, but his merely reputational and the boons that were exchanged back then are being rearranged and he just increased the boon he owed me he already did that with me I wouldn't put it past him to have that conversation with the library as well potentially changing the record or amending it so mm-hmm. it now clearly shows that regardless of his good training nothing could have been done you did a great service to me and your clan tonight Dermot and I do respect you trying to build trust If you want to know, you only have to really ask, and I will tell you. But... Let's say that I will ask in the future, Dermot. Then I will tell you when you need to know. Just let me know when that is. In the meantime... Just know that... Well... We gained information now about how to exact justice for those of our cl- of our sect that had been killed. Justice for Oscar. That probably takes power out of Obasi, for I have now dismissed the matter of the poaching and officially forgiven not even that it doesn't exist it never happened i have my information and what's done is done obasi no longer has a hold on you i well i'll uh i'll pass on whatever i need to but as i say tonight has been a good night for our clan your majesty and that's that's what matters yeah but i also have to look out for my sect and regardless of the exchanges of information obasi remains a primogen of my clans Weakening his power base is not in my best interest. I understand that. So I just wanted you to know that whatever leverage he had on your coterie has been lessened. But he has also been very smart and lessened the hold you have over him. I believe it's only fair that you you see that no leverage is applied in either direction. I'll uh, I'll make sure I'll make sure people know. Thanks. And we'll see how things work out in the wash, shall we? Wish I don't have any desire to see our, you know, the cams, uh, our diminished in any way. But uh, sometimes we don't have to do much. I mean, the Anax, sometimes they just uh, shoot themselves in the foot, don't they? Sadly, they do. 
Now, if you excuse me, there's much I need to do. I need to talk to the librarian and to Roger and to and to teach and to to many others. Yeah, I see you later then. Good night, Dermot. Good night. And with that, you will take Nine Giselle back home. I'm going to say mine about box. Oh yeah, there's that. That oh, will yeah. do. I mean, obviously, cut away from this, but just yeah, that's where I'm going next. Okay, cool. So, Matilda, you're having a conversation. Sorry, you are you arrived to where Oscar asked you to meet. Yes. As a member of a multi-faction coterie, you are freely transiting over many territories, but you feel eyes on you the moment you step into Camarilla territory. Sorry, just prior to this, mm -hmm. if I had gotten word in the car that, like, even just a text of, like, A-OK... -okay, um, like it's been sorted I would have then even perhaps if I hadn't I would have probably sent a message to Roger's secretary just yeah. saying expect a call from the prince tonight regarding information or whatever no such message arrives before you talk to Oscar yeah that's fine. so yeah but you can do that immediately after you finish so it's not it's not going to be yeah. something that you forget because it's pretty much in That's your mind cool. yeah. so oscar sees you uh in a in a small front garden uh, in cotham hill cotham brow small front garden that has a little table with some chairs he's out there pretending to have a drink okay. uh, and you just walk in and sit with him and like, Matilda, what do I owe the pleasure? Um, I had a couple of questions about um, what's been going on recently. How much? How much do you know? Well, well um, that I'm, I'm really sorry that that your anarch collection got sabotaged. Um, I I know what we have been told that apparently a a an organized group. <clears throat> Uh, in the manner of the old Inquisition, that's sort of the, mm -hmm. the word out, uh, attacked you. And I don't, I don't want to start a political argument here. Uh, some, <clears throat> some people might say that, well, the night of the election is, is, is I mean, the election uh, kindred by other kindred might draw attention to our kind. Um, but regardless of what happened, it, it wasn't very clear the first hours, even the first few nights. And there was a retaliation from the Anarchs. Now, I've heard many things. I've heard that the Anarchs have been waiting to attack. I've heard that the Anarchs thought that Camarilla had attacked them, which is preposterous if you ask me. Others, even those who knew that they had been attacked by this third party some of them thought that it was controlled by the camera so indirectly blaming us regardless a number of us i don't know exactly how many died i know of at least two it was three i'm i'm thankful that you um that no one you knew perished that's good news at least no no one i mean i have been kept in a very short leash by my clan since i 
joint, mm. you you have to remember, I I come from outside. Yes. And I um, felt welcome. Well, it's been a few years, but yes, I'm starting too. Yes. Um, I am working closely with with my regent, who is also the sheriff. So I'm sort of what they used to call a bully boy. Not that we have much job to do in that regard, other than policing our own faction. So. I actually wanted to talk about what happened that night um, <laughs> because there was an attack by the Inquisition, but it wasn't just them. It was a a member of your clan, Oscar. There was a, a Tremere. Um, was... There's only five of us in this, six of us in this city, if you count that anarch woman uh that works for the library you, you know you know this Tremere actually it's annie she wasn't an arcavian at all he looks very like as in adam like what are you talking about woman hang on a second annie is malkavian she was doing a very good impression of a Malkavian for a very long time. <laughs> there is there's no way she could have been Tremere. She was Tremere. I, we have witnesses to the fact. It is impossible she could have been Tremere. Like in London, I, I was in the Chantry in London. I knew the Tremere in London in that Chantry. And you'd never heard of Annie before? You'd never seen her? You'd never... Never. You have to remember, she was she was a Malkavian fledgling. She was new in the city. She had, I, I hadn't even seen her in court. She, as far as we know, she's very old. And whoa, whoa. I know. I, look, she's an old, powerful Tremere. She was very good at deceiving people. She deceived us and she deceived you as well. So. I mean, who... What sort of evidence do you have that she's Tremere? No, no, it makes... She was using fire magic. She was using some kind of thaumaturgy thing. She burnt my friend to a crisp. I can take you down there to see him if you'd like. Um... I'm not... I wouldn't joke about this, Oscar. So I need to know if there's anyone, any even rumors, any legend of some fucking old Tremere from hundreds of years ago if it's is there anything you know no but but if it's true it's much more serious than expected I I I'm sorry I I, I must tell this to my regent he's also sheriff of the city but he's also the the, ch the regent of the chantry in this city well you can you are more than welcome to, because I know it. He will want. Your he, he will want to see your your burnt friend. Did he survive, or can we study his remains? No, no, he's he's alive. When you're not studying anything. Well, he, the region would want to ascertain that it was indeed. Oh yeah, blood your magic. Can come down and actually help us fix him. That would be nice. Fix him? What do you mean, fix him? He is in torpor. He is burnt to a crisp. He's he's currently having an ice bath, and has been for the last three days. 
Okay, oh. I'll make arrangements with my regent. And hopefully, if he's not too busy, we can sort that out first thing tomorrow or tonight even. Well, that would be nice. Can you... Do you know enough? Can it be fixed? Uh, no, no. Uh, that Those those old paths of fire and things like that, uh, they... They are very old, and yes, some some would use them, but it's such a flagrant use of our of our abilities, and also so, such a crude one. It drew much attention. A simple flamethrower can do the same thing. And and why would you need to do that kind of magic if you can't just pour, you know, petrol or kerosene or whatever, and light it up with a fire? Why why exposing expose yourself to burning to a crisp? This. I want to know as well. I, I mean, she was when we confronted her. I think she was in the mood for theatrics, which is why that happened. Um, I mean, I, I if I believe you that Annie is indeed a Tremere, I would immediately believe she's an old one because that is an old path, a very old path of our thymaturgy, of our blood sorcery. I mean, I would have to sit down and study how old and when it started to fall out of use. But I wouldn't expect. Would you I... do that for me? Now I'm yes, mostly because I'm curious. Yeah, well, I'll exploit your curiosity if that's all right with you. Okay, Lenny, I have to. I have to leave. I have to. I have to leave. I have to. I have to talk to my regent. How how do I contact you? I'll give him my number. And I'll. <laughs> he looks at you like <laughs> I'm not fucking touching a phone. Um. <laughs> I'm not getting into trouble to get a hold of you. Okay? I don't know how you honors keep getting away with that. Sorry? That was a test and you passed. Um, He's not amused by that. I'll um, (laughs) I'll tell him where... I mean, you... I'll tell him where where the coat is located. I'll just say, like... And I'll tell him where my fly is. That's probably safer, because... Well, you're going to be... Like, he's like, I cannot leave... Like, right. are you going to be in Camarilla territory at any point tonight or tomorrow that I can yeah, reliably go tonight. and deliver a message? Later tonight, I will be, and I will, yeah, I will be some, I'll tell him where Obasi is. Yeah, he's like, you're seeing the Ventrimogen? Don't ask, don't ask. Um, okay, um, let's say around four in the morning. Yeah. Okay, I'll be there at four. See, old school, you know, sorting time and place. No need for text messages because the second inquisition can kill you. Yeah, well, I'm fully aware of that. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Just one last thing. I know you you might want to keep things Mm -hmm. in-house. I know a little bit about how you lot like to sort of deal with these things, but... It is something we're looking into, and it's something our coterie is invested in finding the answers to. So we appreciate cooperation, obviously. That's why I'm asking you, but um, well, just if... understand that we're going to keep investigating, even if your regent says otherwise. Oh, I'm not worried. If, if this turns out to be true, Matilda, 
my concern is not that my regent would want any other party to stop investigation. My concern is that he would drive him in a way no one wants Alexander Walker to be driven. Our clan takes loyalty very seriously. And even though Vienna fell almost 10 years ago, the pyramid's still there. For better or worse, as I said, they keep me on a short leash, but look at me. I'm slowly finding my way, and I'm sure I will thrive. So, so I would suggest that if this is actually true, if you see Alexander Walker coming your way, cooperate. Just, I have a bad feeling about the extent of things he might go to in order to find a rogue Tremere. It, it just scares me. Okay, Matilda? It's fine. So, we'll do what, do what you can to de-escalate, but I understand that. <laughs> I have no hope in de-escalating that man. Alright, four o'clock then. Okay, four o'clock. See ya. And he just literally stands up, walks to the car that is parked in front of where you were chatting, and goes like, bye, and drives away. Peace out, yeah. Peace sure. out. A knock on Janish's study. Come in. Evelina shows up. She's kind of sleepy. Like, um, Janish. You have a visitor outside. Um, a gentleman called Patrick. He says that he he's better from his burns, and that you offered to talk to him. Mm, yes, yes. It's a weird message. Yes, but I understand it. So, yes, yes, we, yes. And 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 as you hint that weird messages are understood by you, she sort of like smiles. Like like a goofy smile of a girl that is thinking about Sane or something. It's the same smile you have seen in Sane whenever he thinks about Evelina. Those two are like puppy love that is kind of nauseating. Sweet. Yes. Should I show him in? Yes, he may enter. Yes. She goes out, comes back a few moments later. And shows Patrick the way in. Good night. Night. And he he starts pacing, looking hey, around Pat. the look, looking around the, the the studio, that your little office. Whilst you are here, consider yourself my guest and under my protection. Oh. All right. Um. Thank you. I am. And you wish to speak with me? Yeah, yeah. You said to seek you out when I was better. Mm. And I was better, but then things happened between, you know, the Camarilla and, uh, and the Anarchs, and uh, some of us got a little bit carried away. I wasn't. I wasn't anywhere near the the murders, though. 
I'm relieved to hear it. And I must say you have made a very swift recovery given the extent of your burns. I'm impressed. Well, I'm still, I still, and he sort of lifts his shirt and you see some of the burns like slowly fading away. It's taken him a few days. Um, but he was not burned to a crisp, so. I know what it is like to be burned by these people. Sorry, you, you cut there for a second, but I think you said, I know what it is to be burned by the... I know what it is like to be burned by these people. <sighs> and I know what it is like to burn with the desire to pay them back. I imagine that is why you're here. Yeah, you're good with words. Yeah, that is it. That that yes. I was burned, and now I'm burning to burn them. Yeah, or something. Well, it is. What do you know about them? Well, who are they? Why they... did they attack us? How come you know so much about them? And what is it with this weird place and all these people that walk around? Well, that's a lot of questions. I have all night. Where... Very well. Well, perhaps we might answer some of them at the same time. Do you wish to sit? Yeah. And then he just sits there, slums. And uh, I imagine that you would give him like a cursory introduction on the Society of Leopold. The children yeah. of the summer and and how they are related to the society of Leopold, as in seeking revenge because yeah. they butchered us. Yeah. And you're telling that story, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm gonna ride with you. I'm gonna ride with you because you have you have righteous cause, as they said. You have a, you have that is, true. yeah. You have beef to to settle with it. You have score to settle with them, and so have I. So, how do we do this? Well, whilst it would give me a great deal of pleasure to march over there now and have my revenge and you to have your revenge. You know where they are? You know how they are? We are learning where they hide, yes. But the thing you must understand, Patrick, is there are many of them. And if we simply go and take the first one we find, the others will come back with their fire. They are skilled and practiced and hunting us. And this society has lasted for a long, long time. If we are to truly get our revenge, we must be decisive when we act. We must have all of the information. We must make sure there are none of them waiting it out in a hole somewhere to recruit more allies and come back for us later. Well, then it's a good thing that I work with Teamsters and transportation and logistics. Maybe I can help if these are people that are coming in and out of the city or if they have big equipment or just with people in certain places that can search license plates, driver's license. If we could get you these things, these plates and licenses, 
you are saying you could use this against them. I could learn a little bit more about them. Let's say, mm. let's say they're using their own cars. Then I would know who they are, their families, where they live. If they're using cars under a company, then who that company is. And then we can look for other people to help us find out who owns that company and what's their interest. Well, this is most pleasing news. I, I have. I, there... I usually sell this information to to both crooks and cops. That's how I gain a little bit of a leverage with either or both. Well, it I... may please you to know that we are not the only ones who have been wronged by these this society. Mm, so we have. Allies. I believe that there are others who will have the information, who will know about these things and be able to provide it to you. I will I will see that they pass it to you. So, so find out. How many are we all man? How many of of us, us Lex, you know? How many of us are in this band? Little so merry well, fellow band. It rather depends what you mean it is in fact a business in some ways of the city you could argue that nah. the entire bristol you know what i mean you're out to right a wrong yeah and as am i so if you haven't thought about it something tell me you have but if you haven't who are we in this little merry band that seeks justice? I don't care if the city of Bristol under the new library prince, king, or whatever. I don't care. He would be. He can be fuck, made fucking king of Britain for all I care. He's not gonna tell me how to deal with the people who burned me. So that fucking Nazi. Kango screw himself. I want payback. And your people want payback too. And you're starting to feel that like he's a bruya. He knows how to rile people up. And he's just pushing the right buttons. Because Janus feels very strongly about this. And even though he can keep composed, he's feeling that same ardent passion for justice coming from this guy it's like we who is our petite committee those in the know that will deal with these fuckers this is just you and i because if it's like that all the better less people to keep a secret but if not i need to know who can i who can i trust and who i can't when the night comes. I will gather them together. It is more than you and I, and it is a growing number. Mm. So, but it will be a small number such that we will not be robbed of what is ours by others. Yes, 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 yes. You know what? I'm happy to meet them when they give me the information you want me to look for. Then, so be it. Yes. Yes. And he, he stands up and offers his hand. 
and he gives you a firm handshake, a slow, measured, you know, that's sort of like old, old school handshakes and goes like, we will get our due. They, they will get their due and we will get our retribution. Janish. Mm. Yes, will. we will. We will. We will. Well, I imagine that things are a little difficult this night, so I'm going to leave and start making arrangements, touching base, getting all contacts, so when the information comes, I can start pushing it out. I'll do my stuff, you'll do your stuff, and then whenever you want to get in touch with me, he grabs like a, a, a piece of of paper and a pencil from your desk mm. and writes an address and like look for me here or send someone let them know that you want to see me that's it you'll have me here well when I need you you will know I promise you excellent excellent he starts walking out and says like you know what You're not as weird as people said you were going to be. Hmm. You're an okay fella. You're right. Thank I mean, you, Pat. We all, we all have our things. And now I know why people think that way of you. And your thing is that you have the memories of those you cared about guiding you through this. It must be hard. Hmm. It is. It's okay. You don't have to carry it alone. Hmm. Take care, friend. Go well. And Patrick goes actually much happier. It, is, it shows. This proves you're passionate about these things. It shows in the way he walks and when Evelina comes uh, uh, to to escort him out. I was like, oh, you're right, doll. Everything right. It's kind of late. I can see myself out. Don't worry about it. And he's like also like he's now more open, more conversational. He's less guarded than how he was when he first approached. He feels at ease. He feels that some progress has been made. And with that, we're going to take this to a break. But first, important announcement. Peter? So, those of you on birthday watch, very important, it is Bex's birthday this week. So happy birthday, <laughs> Bex. <laughs> Feliz cumpleaños um, beforehand, but you know. Those of you who were uh, paying attention at the start will know that this is the, the <laughs> mid-season break we're coming to here. But please uh, don't don't go away next week, because although Blood on the Seven won't be here, there will be some exciting things, including a special one-shot being run by a special guest storyteller, who if you look closely, you might even be able to see. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, we'll be doing this so I'm going I'm to hand you over to him to talk a little bit about oh, what's going to happen next thank you Peter yeah um, uh, very kindly uh, the uh, I have been given the opportunity to run the season spectacular in the middle of the, uh, the season a one night special taking you to the most exciting part of England <laughs> yes It's a one-night show in Slough. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Spoiling us. For one night only, uh, three lovely members of the community, uh, Sam, uh, Nat, and Kirsty, will be 
I did get it right, didn't I? Yes, yes, you, you did. did. You did. Will be. Uh, I'm terrible with names. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> will be. Uh, will be joining us to explore the concrete expanse of Slough, and uh, <laughs> and the domain of Windsor and uh, Maidenhead for a uh, a, a one night session. Uh, Slough by night. So uh, if you wish to join us for some uh, some interesting vampire. Uh, in in the expanse of Slough, then uh, please come join us next week. I'm sure it will be a lot of fun. Yeah, so you, yeah, it's going to be very good. You heard and, it. Uh, it's always good to see um, kind of our some of our community players in action as well. So yeah, and we, yeah. we're going to have Nad, Kirsty, and Sam come in. Um, and is next week monday yeah. same time 7 p.m uk time we're gonna have our our mid-season special one shot run slough by night you heard it here first slough how many people are running games there yeah. not many there are many so this is elite vampire <clears throat> role-playing um so thank you very much rob for for being our guest st yeah, for looking next forward week. to it um do we have any further shout outs Nope. Okay, so it's, oh, it's like an awkward number time. It's 2042 or 842, as you would say if you're not like weird like me. So we're going to go on a 15-minute break. And I think the most comfortable thing to do is make it like the short We're going to come back at 5 to 9. It's slightly less than 15 minutes, but hopefully it's enough for you to go and get your cup of tea or glass of wine it's enough for me to get my cup of tea for yeah. sure <laughs> uh, and we will be hello and welcome back for part two of this mid-season finale for season three of blood on the severn and um, before you jump in, Carlos, yeah. can i ask you a quick question yes you can sorry to interrupt you i was just thinking you know you just played a scene with um janish patrick yes do we or me anyway not him get any stains you do you you do he doesn't sorry about yeah. that you do because um it is you creating like at bringing patrick into the fold of your own personal revenge and the thing is that you're you're affiliated with the library as far mm -hmm. as like affiliations go yeah um so do you have any any convictions that will help you mitigate stains for not going with your faction? Um, I've potentially got two that I could try and leverage. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many stains I'm trying to defend against. Uh, <laughs> um, so again, just as it was with Nanjasel, when you're deliberately going against in a premeditated way um, with, with your faction or against a conviction, and it is something that will have uh, direct repercussions repercussions about that one. Yeah. It's likely to be two or three stains. I'm more inclined to go for three, which was a similar thing that Nigel got. Especially because you had a conversation <laughs> with the librarian tonight and, and, and you yeah. established that everything inside your domain is your business. But you just made a deal where, which is outside your domain specifically. So it is in it is in your head that way. So um, the the uh, convictions that I would leverage are um, 
I'm a god, so I don't give a shit what the librarian says. <laughs> Fucking love that conviction so it's much. No good. <laughs> and the Never. and the other conviction I would leverage is death must have meaning. Because actually, yes, them dealing with him is irrelevant. The way he dies is important. Mm -hmm. Sorry, he might not die. He might walk out or whatever. But the, <laughs> the way he dies is important, and it should it should be you know significant. And obviously, that can only be if he dies in a in... meaningful way. Yeah. Okay, so death <laughs> experiences are also important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so death must have meaning. Definitely is accepted. And yeah. I am a god, and therefore not beholden to those lesser, <laughs> lesser deals yeah. and terrain yeah. and domain and and yeah. orders. That's beneath you. So yeah, you do take one stain. Sure. Uh, but but it. that that is a good flexing, and both of those convictions need to be refreshed now. Sure. If you if you want, you you can also go without them, and then gain stains without being able to shield stuff but that's up to you no, i will i will need them in the near future <laughs> <laughs> a little bit so um in at this point in time um matilda yeah. uh you receive a call from um from audrey okay let's get up um uh, hi the gorgeous everything all right um are you can you can you talk yeah yeah i'm just driving right now where are you going to um i'm just doing something for the coterie okay um yeah so he's he's what there yeah I, i'm just saying uh, is how's squid nothing has changed i mean i still make sure that he's like as lower temperature as possible but yeah not 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 much like i tried cleaning his wounds uh, but after i took his arm for a while out of the water uh i i i could still feel it warm um so i i yeah. i'm just took him out briefly changed the the water and 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 put a lot more ice and yeah. and that sounds good He's again there. Um, um, I spoke to the Tremere tonight, talked to Oscar. Um, yeah. He's going to look into it. He didn't ask anything for it. He's pretty invested as well. He's figuring out. He's, he's going to help him. He's he going to help Frankie. He's going to help if he can. He's going to do some research and I'm going to talk to him later tonight. And okay. He's going to tell, tell his regent too. So he's on it as well. Oh, wow. The regent. Um, yes, the region. Wow. Um, I don't. Wow, that that. <clears throat> well, hope hopefully, hopefully that'll turn out right. Yeah, obviously, um, it might be that they might. Well, they'll probably have to come and see Squid, but we can talk about that down the line, all right? And just make sure that it's you're comfortable with it. I'm comfortable. Well, it's not if. I mean, whatever for Frankie, but I don't. I don't know if Faisal is going to be comfortable having the Tremere Regent and me. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of bad blood between our clans. I know, I know, which is why I'm going to give you a lot of notice if if it turns mm. out he has to come down. Okay. And we'll just talk about what works for you, right? Okay. I don't want to put you in an awkward situation. Oh, oh 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, have you heard from Mitchell or from Ruby or anyone? No, I, I got a short message from Murray. Yeah. Saying that um, they got into trouble and, um, and they're laying low for a while. That he would explain later. He didn't say. And I've tried to reply, but probably he just sent the message and then turned off the phone again. Okay. He didn't say where he was, did he? No. You just let me know if he texts you again. So I can try and catch him when his phone's on, you know? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I... I'm scared, Matilda. Yeah. I don't think that's a completely irrational feeling to have right now. I think it's probably quite healthy. Okay. Um, I think it keeps you sharp. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's hope it ends soon. Yeah. I won't keep you. You're driving. Yeah. Eyes on the road. Alright. Ta-ta. Bye. Somewhere else in the city, Nan Giselle is having a chat with a the person inside you. So you really need this many boxes? Yeah. I mean, you never know when you're going to need to put something in a box. And it always pays to have a store on hand. Well, you don't pay me to ask questions. Yeah, yeah you... exactly. It's not 20 questions, is it? I'm paying you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird because middle of the night, movement. But money is money. And I I appreciate it. Sorry, Carl, is this like a person? This is your contact in the docks. He's, he's, a, a, he's a mortal, a yes. Right, yes. Okay, well, in which case, I I feel compelled to remind you that I've only got five humanity. Yes, yes, but... And so I'll be, I imagine, spending blood to look like a real real boy. Oh, oh, you're going to be... Um, how do you call it? Doing a blush of health, blush of life. Yes. That's what you call it, yeah. Yeah. Well spotted. I'm really hungry. How hungry am I? Uh, you are currently at hunger two... Easy money. This is like the least hungry I've been. Three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, three. Okay. No. I'm wait. This is this is kind of odd. The roll twenty is messing with me. Two, two, two. You succeeded on the on the rouse check. Okay. You still are on hunger two. So I'll, I'll pay him. Obviously. <laughs> so um, do you want this delivered somewhere? You want me to just give them to you and you sort them out? What do you want? So, sorry, can I just ask you, Carlos? Yes. Um, so I'm I'm obviously planning to get to get these somewhere and then put various people in them. Um, so I suspect that... Uh, can I have Log with me? Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, and I'll just get him to give them to me now when I was putting them in the car and then we'll drive to wherever we're going, box mm. everybody up, send them right on their merry separate ways. Then Lug comes in and talks to the guy. It is delivered... And you drive to the meeting place. Mm -hmm. And uh, the person that is there is Ruby. Yeah. Why is she there? I thought she wasn't going to be there. Um, she approaches you and says, like, oh, hi there, Nanch. Um, 
So yeah. I thought he was back at the place being safe. Mitch and Murray needed convincing and um and they 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 feel a lot better if I'm I'm around if they they know if they see me here with you and they know Matilda also trusts you just like I do, they will they will they will have less issues. I mean you're gonna smuggle them out of the city. I mean like they have got time to be fucking picky, does it? Well no, but I mean but they do they, they are running short of friends, not just so. I sure you can understand. Understand. And um, once they're done, then I can join you and perhaps wait in your in your coterie's domain until Matilda arrives and and have a chat with her and tell her what had happened. I I don't want it to go past tonight. Sounds like. So what? What is it that that's going to happen? What do I need to tell them so they can come and? And cooperate. Are you gonna? Well, they need to go in these boxes. What? These boxes are transport transportation crates. That's the safest option. And do you Nobody have... thinks people are gonna be in here. And then when they get to the other end, yeah, somebody will open up and get them out, and then they'll be free to go do what they want. I'll just be. You just told me get them out of the city. Mm -hmm. This is the best way of doing it. Where are they going? Where have you made arrangements to take them? I so sorry, refresh my memory. I think they said they had a safe house, or they said they had somewhere they wanted to go. They are they, well. They are looking to go to America. Okay, fine. Um, so I, 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 uh, I but, would say it's a it's a safe house just outside the domain. So I could do it short notice, and they can lie low there for a bit. But they have to make other arrangements once they get there. Mm, okay, okay. So they will have safe passage and no one will know where they are. And um, how long right. it will take to get them there? I'll give her the estimate of how long I think it's going to take. Yeah, you say that <clears throat> to avoid suspicion, you're going to put them in the boxes, you're going to leave them in, in in there for a, a day or two and then in, in two days time uh, something leaves it leaves in the day again so when people are looking to what is being transported no one is going to look at, at a ledger two days or three days after the fact that leaves at like at 11 in the morning so it's just yeah. hiding the trails of course you feel very uncomfortable at the prospect of them being in a box for a few days well um, if if you think they're gonna have a problem or freak out because you know some people's claustrophobic and whatever can always put a stick in them and then they won't know what's happening i mean as i'm telling you i've done this with people before right it ain't pleasant but it is the way you've got to do things so they'll be out of it then they won't remember anything about it i don't i don't think they're gonna like it but let's let's, well, let's you don't they don't have to do it they can stay without the steak if they want to well they're kind of hungry and they haven't been able to feed that much let's what well do we hang on a minute do we need to get them something to eat probably i don't yes but i don't i i want this to be over also it's late and i don't right oh right, yeah you're right it is late we haven't got time let's right. let's talk to them okay let's see if 
if we right, can let's do it. So when you see them, uh, yeah. both of them have clothes that, I mean, clearly not fit. As in, whatever they were wearing that was theirs is no longer on their bodies. They're wearing whatever they could find. Uh, you recognize Murray and Mitchell. And they they look very uneasy. Of course... Uh, Ruby sits down next to Mitchell like between the two of them and goes like okay Nanyasol is going to help us out she's going to bring you out to the to, to outside of the domain and you're going to be you know on the other side of the channel in a safe house that she managed to get so you can make the arrangements to go to, to America but it's not like you're leaving tonight you're going to be it's like what and they start like sort of arguing but she calms them down and slowly goes through the plan you explain with you know with them and you yourself do this and you see them sort of reluctant to the fact of being staked also if you take it or leave it it might just make your time in the box up here that's yeah. all i'm saying are you going to try to persuade them in any way or are you just letting it yeah just to their to their whim uh I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll try and persuade them. I don't think she's necessarily super committed to it, but I'll, she'll, she will try and persuade them because she thinks that is easier for them. Okay. Um, and so I'll say, um, look, two of you are hungry right now. There ain't mean time to get you more food. This does two things. First of all, it's not going to do your head in, stop boarding the box, getting to know about it. Second of all, you're not going to be burning food you can eat later. Right, I know it is not. It's not pleasant. I know it's not what you imagine. But you two are in the ship, right? This is what we've got to do to get you out of here. Now, you don't want to. You don't want to take the stake. You're welcome not to. I'm going to stick you in the box, anyways. You're going to have to stay quiet though, because they're going to. My people are going to take this box tomorrow morning and move you out such that nobody here is going to know or have any idea where to trace you. That's why you're moving in the day. That's why you're in the box. Right. So take it or leave it. Okay. So you're going to be doing a manipulation plus subterfuge because, of course, you are hiding something. Yes. Um, roll. Uh, you will get an automatic 10 from Ruby, who is a very good persuader, but also is the person... They trust. They they trust a lot, and also they're in their in dire straits. Are you gonna do a blood search for this role? Uh, I don't know if you heard me, Bex. If are you gonna do a? Uh, are yeah, you gonna do? Yeah, a... Sorry, yes. You maybe I Yes, I will do that. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Sorry, yeah. So manipulation plus subterfuge plus your two dice from your blood search. <clears throat> Remember, you have an automatic 10. Ooh, that turns into a messy critical. Interesting. Oh, my favorite kind of critical. So that would be six successes messy crit. Let's see what is your margin. Ooh. Okay, so... So you do convince them 
of of getting in the box. But in the process, you are going to gain your again your clan compulsion because you you succeeded in being insidious in a very particular way. So trans transgression is your clan compulsion. So now I've got a now I've got a can corrupt the innocent or something, haven't I? Well, you have to either yourself gain a stain. By some means, or oh, oh, we haven't got to the end of the session yet. Okay, <laughs> so it could be that. Or okay. you have to like make so someone make gain yeah, stains. Something. Like someone has to gain stains. You or them. You're gonna be okay. at a two die penalty until you sort that out. On well, for all <laughs> actions that are not directly related to gaining stains or making somebody gain stains. Okay, fine. Uh, okay, good. <clears throat> But they go in the box. They do acknowledge. They, they do agree to go in the box, and they they reluctantly agree to be in state. Yeah. Okay. Don't say I don't have your back, Dermot. So. <laughs> Who is going to stake him? I am. Um... Cool. Because you know I've I've got Ruby's back. I don't want to be upset by having to do this sort of thing. So I have to do it myself. Yeah. Well, unless you yeah. want Ruby to gain stains by st staking her own lover, but that's up to you. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> you stake Murray. Yeah. Who's, before he stakes, he's like, wait, 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 wait. Let me send a text message. Wait, 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 yeah, you can't send a text message. What do you want about it? You uh, fool. I'm going to let. No, you can't let anyone know. Whoever you're going to let know, you tell us, we'll let them know. If you start sending messages now, give me that phone. You can't take it with you in the book. Shit. Well, well, okay. Can you tell Matilda that we are okay? Yeah. Ruby's going to go see Matty after this. It's all sorted. Okay. Don't sit there with a phone texting all the way through the night. Otherwise, I'm telling you, this is not going to work. How do you think that people are going to find you? By your phone. Jesus Christ. Give it me. <laughs> you, you see from the other box, Mitch giving his phone to Ruby. He's like, she's right, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know, babe. You know, they're having that conversation. And Murugo's like, okay, okay, okay. No need, no need to get with that attitude. Okay. Um, well, I'm putting my back on the line. It's okay. He takes off his shirt. He was like, well, I mean, this is, this is the only one I have. So he takes off his shirt so you can stake him. Um. I'll do that. He's very, very reluctant, but... He's only reluctant till it goes in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that all stops the moment you stake him. Uh, and I'll, then... be like, I'll be like, it's for their good. <laughs> Carry on to the next one. And then they see the, the, they see the, the, the lid of the box being put and then like being like closed and sealed you know all properly also you explain how that the box is internally lined so it's yep. it completely blocks any Ooh, any yeah. sun any and all sunlight is also it's also airtight which is very convenient because if it's uh, like in in the water or whatever it floats it doesn't let water in you explain all of those things and of course it'll have a shipping tracker which is common in boxes for that sort. But also, you will have that number so you would know exactly where they are in every step of the way. Of course, this is something you know that you have not shared with them. 
um, sent off to the sheriff's office. <laughs> 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 It's set so, off to where lovely Dermot will be waiting for them. You'll have the tracking number. Um, Ruby gives Mitchell a kiss and then steps away and closes her eyes and covers her ears while you stake Mitchell. Before that, when you put his, the stake in his chest, he holds onto it and says, looks you in the eye and says, okay, to take good care of her. Mate, she is in the best arm she can be in. Get on with it then. And he closes his eyes. Okay. And doesn't oh. open it again. He came up. And then I will nail the lid down or whatever. Yeah. Um, and dispatch them. And then I will obviously be providing very, you know, good emotional support and comfort to Ruby till we get back to wherever Matilda is. Mm -hmm. I will send a text to Matilda that he asked about. Okay. After the fact. I'll also obviously be texting Dermot to say, if you were to find yourself stumbling across this place at this time tomorrow, you might find a couple of boxes of people. With this tracking your number? Yes, yeah. here are your other guilty parties. Here's your tracking number. And I defend this, I defend these actions by saying, you know, I'm defending the city, Bristol's heritage, etc. <laughs> so I'm not going to make you gain stains because you already have done it uh, and lost your humanity for it. And somehow all of this doesn't feel bad tonight yourself. Because, of course, you fail your remorse check. You don't feel bad about this. You're doing the right thing. I am chosen Kapoor. You're righteous. I'm right. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, someplace else in the city, Dermot is notified of all this information. <clears throat> so, of course, he will not be intercepting anything tonight. He will send the right people to do the right intercepting. Sort of yeah, he's... He's probably going to be more making arrangements for where he then is going to probably put the boxes after uh, he has stumbled across them in some random place. Yes. I seen totally out of the blue. <laughs> so you do... You Sorry? I, I will be certainly following up the uh, the, the meeting with the, the Malkavians. He will be trying to get hold of Matilda before her meeting with the Batsy. Okay. So that's good because, um, of course, Nanjasil leaves to do her thing and you stay behind. Um, mm -hmm. you, you do get... Uh, you, you were in the HQ when you have dropped Nanjasil and you receive a postcard. That says, we're waking up Sophie tonight. Okay. Want to come with? Uh, yeah, I'll call up to make an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Hubert will tell you that there was no need to make an appointment because you had an invitation. I mean, this is, of course, how it works. But okay, he's going to be in the church in the wall. It's still working this all out, you know. <clears throat> 
It's a very convoluted system. You get there. It's about 3.30 to 4 in the morning-ish. And, um, and you get to the church in the wall. The moment you go in, the door opens. And now it makes a lot more sense having the church in the wall and having Hubert there. Because it's in the crypt of the church of the wall where they have the body, the body of Sophie Woods. When you arrive, Prince Nathaniel is the one awakening her. And she, she is a husk. They remove the stake, but she's a husk. Like, I mean, centuries there. And in her dried mouth, that where the lips have receded and slightly cracked, and her teeth are showing, he pours some of his very, very strong blood. And you now, it's a, it's a reminder of how strong elders can be when his blood is not only sufficient to awaken her from her torpor, but also to provide her with enough nourishment that she does not wake up in a frenzy. I'm just glad it's not me because uh, I'm pretty hungry still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <clears throat> You're at hunger three, right? Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. Smell of blood doesn't mess with you yet. Um, keeping slightly back. But yes, this this is thick, powerful, strong blood. And slowly, sort of, a, the cadaver paleness of a kindred comes back to her but it replaces the gray haunt you know gaunt frame Sophie Woods is a is a youngish woman couldn't say for sure she she looks like she lived a rough life in the streets in the 1600s that's what you would expect in her face um, she has marks of the pox she has her eyes are darting everywhere. She can barely recognize the place. Dermot has made sure that the place actually where they are is illuminated with candles. And all of you are wearing uh, old robes, as in priestly robes. Um, especially to avoid things like wearing a baseball cap or wearing headphones or wearing anything that can give her an idea of what year or how many years have happened because he would you don't want to shock them with too many things and overload them <clears throat> she eventually comes to herself and says Nathaniel Nathaniel and and she just stays there and Nathaniel was like easy it's it's okay. You are amongst friends. How how long has it been in your head? She's like, 
I, I, I couldn't tell. I, I know, I know kindred come and go. Some of them try to reach me. But I see death again. I see death. It's gonna kill everyone. Hundreds of thousands more. It's gonna end. It was like. <clears throat> and Nathaniel puts a hand in her shoulder and says, The plague has come and gone. Sophie, it is. It was dire, as, as you foretold, but it's. It's gone. And she was like, no, it hasn't. It comes from the east in flying rats. It's coming. A plague is coming. And it'll kill... It'll kill millions. It'll kill everyone everywhere. It can kill everyone everywhere. It's coming from the east. Another plague is coming. It's not, if it is, Sophie, it's not coming for some time now. You predicted the, the last plague years before it happened. So, why didn't you tell us why you contacted Hubert? Uh, sorry, Dermot. It's like, and she looks around and looks at Hubert and looks at you. Waiting to see which one acknowledges to be Dermot. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, uh, Sophie. You... You have... You have brushed upon my trance of the... Of the... Of the, of the, of the bloodline of the clan. I... I reached out and, uh... I think you cut yourself off for a while, but you reached back. You called to me. Yes, because I've seen... I've seen the book. The book? The... The black... Black book. Your name... Is in it now. It's the, the most recent addition to the book. Normally, I'd be okay with my name being in someone's black book, but, uh, you know, I don't think that's the kind of book you're talking about. No, this is... This is her list. I've seen it. This is the name of everyone who has wronged her. Oh, shite. I see. What did you do to her? I hit her with my sword. Oh. Oh. She's not going to like that. No. No, she's not going to like... Well, no. She didn't like it at the time. She's not going to like it when I do it later as well. Well, there... You know who she is. I, I knew of her. She was in the city uh, when I when I was uh, recognized as, as a neonate. What do you know about her? 
Well, she was a she was a an, an oddity amongst the anarchs. Um, because because she was she was Tremere. And um, mm. and and it was strange because she had a lover, uh, a a Bria, by by the name of Arthur. Arthur. Yes. He he did something horrible. He he did. No, no, and she starts like hyperventilating, even though she is dead and shouldn't even be needing to breathe. And Nathaniel grabs her by the chin and make, forcibly turns her head and locks eyes with her and calm down. What ha what have you seen of this, Arthur? No harm will come to you. I'm here. And she just reaches for his hand, still, you know, holding her chin, and starts rubbing her fingers against his skin, and and sort of feeling that in the, in the power of his grip, she feels safe. He says, "I saw, I saw with a sight when he ended another." I saw his soul being tainted by it. This Arthur committed amaranth? Yes. Have you ever seen it happen, Nathaniel? He shakes his head. And she just puts a face of agony and, 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 and sorrow and pain and sadness so deep that it just confers the message of the horror and the, and the sadness of the ending of a soul, the devouring of a soul. She's been ticking these names off her list for a while, hasn't she? She's been trying, yes. But I told everything I knew to Raphael. He's, he was, he was there. He asked me. He asked me, what did I, what did I see? Who did I see? And Nathaniel, for a second, turns to you. Raphael? The Archangel, he says. Um, a member of our clan. Um, he he was a plague doctor. Some 300, maybe 400 years ago. And, um, and I think... I think I remember something. Sophie, was this Arthur the only person, the only name you gave Raphael? And she 
slightly, uh, although he has loosened his grip, he, he just keeps he, he she keeps his hand in her face. She slightly says no with her head. Says no. There were there were three. Three who who committed the ultimate crime. I gave all three names to Raphael. Rose, Arthur, and Elin. I remember now, says Nathaniel. I remember now. After you were put to sleep, we had a trial. Um, Thomas Waterman was there with Raphael. They accused. Oh, sorry, we are having slight technical difficulties. <clears throat> now back to where we were. Sophie is uh, sorry um sophie is telling nathaniel that of course arthur is not the only name she revealed to raphael and thomas waterman when they questioned her about this and and something stirs in Nathaniel's mind and he says yes now I am starting to remember and they were there were three there were three guilty parties to this Arthur Rose and Ilvis so was any of them this uh, rogue Tremere that you mentioned and she turns and says yes Rose Rose. See. Um, why would she be going around and hunting people down? Did somebody do her ill? And that's when Nathaniel turns around to look at you and says, She shouldn't. She should be dead. Those three. I remember well that trial. Because it was the first trial under the accords with the three factions there was an agreement done by members of that Camarilla Coterie um, the, the the Fowler sisters um, they were they, they were together with, with Raphael and, and Thomas Waterman and they managed to convince Giacomo was an autarkist master of trade to to help and intercede in in regulating the Camarilla and the Anarchs to become the balancing faction and in return he asked for the autarkist to be formed so agreements were done and the best testament of a unified Bristol working together was the execution of three Diablerists 
regardless of their faction, they have committed crimes against all of us. They were trialed and put to death. And Sophie, that, and now Sophie is like holding his his hand. He's no longer grabbing her her chin or whatever. He's holding his hand and slowly caressing or moving her cheek up and down as she artificially artificially has that sort of reassuring caress. Says not all of them. She fooled everyone. Another was killed in her stead. And she wrote, she wrote those names on her list. Those were the first names she wrote on her list. Roger Smith. Giacomo. William Griggs. The leaders of the factions who were the, the judges and jury. She wants them dead for killing her lover. Then Thomas Waterman, Raphael, Agnes and Mary Fowler for being the ones who accused them. But more names have been added to the list over the years. And Dermot would know at the mention of Agnes Fowler that and Mary, and Mary Fowler that that is the mortal sort of ancestors of Jonathan Fowler, the one who lived here and was diabolized. So in a way, what Sophie's saying is starting to make sense. Well, uh, I feel privileged to have been added to such a list. You that bitch ain't the only one who can make a list, you know. The list is larger. Everyone who has gotten in the way of her revenge. And she has written on the side the reasons for each. The three leaders of the faction for... For their verdict, the members of the coterie for exposing them. Um, uh, uh, Jacinta, Charlie, Shrike, uh, Kraken, Ezekiel, for preventing her on regaining her ship, the Midnight Rose. Um, Susanna Willoughby and Ambrose and Temperance and Do you know who else is on her list that's still alive? Well, I don't know who is dead from that list but I know it has a few more names Good It has It has Nan Giselle, Janish Kroll, Matilda Wells, 
It had one Carl, the Turol, but she stroke that name down. It's the only one she struck down and she wrote next to it. He took care of me. Just like Arthur would. And under his name is yours, German. And, uh, and uh, Edward Teach. Those well, it's nice to know that I won't have to go hunting too much. It's always easier when people come to you. Can I, can I look at the stars, Nathaniel? Not just yet. There's much that has happened. And every time you do that, you relax and then sleep back. You're sp you are speaking strangely, Nathaniel. Yes, some time has passed, but that is another conversation that we need to have. I'll leave you to it. I've got things I need to do, but... Uh... Be back. Dermot, perhaps you wouldn't like to talk to your coterie and and Sophie can try and answer some of your questions, given that well you are working with the librarian in this regard. Why? She's like who? Polymethist dear. Oh oh yes, he's yes, yes. And Hubert approaches and says, hi, I've, I've been taking care of you. And that's now an, a different Malkavian moment in which for Sophie, apparently, it's not a massive thing, but it's important that she is reassured that there is a bloodline, that Hubert is the descendant of that bloodline. And his duty has been to take care of her because of an ancient boon between her bloodline and his. So we're going to jump to, from, from that scene of Malkavian weird tenderness, <laughs> we're going to jump to right before, well, over, for the, the conversation between Matilda and Obasi. So it's four o'clock. You meet Oscar there. Yeah. And he says, okay, um, have, you, have you talked to, to the Primogen yet? Your permission? No, no, yours. No, well, not yours. The the one you came here to see. Yeah, no, 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 not yet. Uh, uh, oh, okay. So we don't have much time. So, um, yeah, I, I talked to the regent. Yeah, he's interested in, in analyzing the the nature of the burns of your friend. Uh, if he determines that they are done with blood sorcery, then. I've been asked to liaise between Priscilla and yourself. Uh, for, for, former Primogen, she's also multi-faction coterie. Um, yes. Um, that can be done. I mean... My, my regent will want that coterie handling that investigation because it has a Tremere in it. Just a heads up. You might need to do some politicking on your end, but that's your, that's your thing. That's fine. Yeah, leave it with me. Um, Just fair, fair warning in exchange of the information you have given me. So make the arrangement as for 
for tomorrow and and my regent will will go and study it i i will try to see what i can find about whatever i can learn okay yeah thank you okay and he just gets in his car and goes Bye. and now you're received into obasis is it it is a small place that has a little warehouse next to it it's not a warehouse it's more like a house that has been fitted to hold stuff is it his own personal house or is this just hell no <laughs> this is one of the many places he does business this is the first time you come to this one though right, okay. this is not in in clifton village this is no this is the outskirts of camarilla territory actually this is technically contested camarilla anarch territory so run down section of town okay you're right you're taking through a door and then through a uh to a, a, a sort of like an office in the back turns out it's not an office it has a trap not a trap door it's, it's a stairs going down increasingly more anxious the further we go into this building when you go inside and you go downstairs there are two things that strike you as insanely odd first Obasi is there and he has no shirt on and he's covered in blood not covered he just has blood sort of splattered on him And the other thing that you find odd is that there is a, a chair in which an anarch by the name of Peter Hofton is tied. <laughs> you know of this guy because he's one of the Bruya that was Camarilla and defected, becoming a massive supporter of Christopher Huge, uh, Huge Hughes. A huge supporter of Christopher Hughes. And if you don't speak English as a native language, try to say that fast. Yeah. And he said, oh. Oh. Good night. Good evening. Almost morning, my dear Matilda. Good morning. Um, Didn't expect company. Well, you see... Our friend Peter here has some interesting information that we have secured. Mm, I can see that. He was behind the killing of one of the Camarilla. Which one? Our Toreador friend. And he didn't think to hand him over to Nathaniel. Well, you see, I wanted to know first who else was behind this. For he insists they were defending themselves. And a couple I of... Will... Yeah. And a couple I, of... I, 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 was say, I was going to look at him at the ch in the chair as he conscious... Like, what, what oh, he's, he looks conscious and tortured. Um... A few names have popped out. People who also were apparently defending themselves only. 
but nevertheless brought final death to someone of my faction. Seems a little excessive, wouldn't you agree? I don't know. Given the circumstances, it's not exactly clear water. Yeah. So that's why he will live. He will be delivered to the prince. And now... Uh, well, he gave me three more names. One is Mitchell Davis, which I assume the name rings a bell. Does it not? And? Ah, Monyo Laulua Sivanda, another friend of yours, goes by Murray, I believe. And, uh, Charles Benson. Is he another friend of yours, Matilda? No, not that one. Oh. Well, I believe, and he walks, and now that he walks, because he's been all this time standing in front of you, no shirt, with blood on him, next to some crates and stuff. And now that he moves, you can see that behind one of the crates, in his arm, is, is this wicked blade, machete-looking blade that's also bathed in blood. He puts it under the table, grabs a steak, walks towards Peter and says, well, I hope my prince is not as lenient as I have been. And drives a stake through his chest. I'll just he grabs yeah. a towel. A white towel. And starts cleaning the blood on his face. And in his hands. Says. So you wanted to see me Matilda? I didn't realize I'd be interrupting. Whatever this is. Nah, yes, you never interrupt. Also, I wanted to tell you something. But you go first. I will go first. Your kind offer of a major boon for feeding in your territory won't be necessary. Nor will our discretion about Caleb, as Randisel and I have already squared it with the prince. Hmm. So thank you, but no. Uh, well, I have also squared with my friends, my child's wayward ways. So I believe we all mm. both lost what we had on one another. Better late than never, eh? Yeah. There is one thing, though, Matilda. It's a very important thing. And he grabs again another clean white towel, and he really like cleans his hands with water and soap dries them very well and goes to a small place where he has a tiny box that he opens opens a little pouch and you hear some clinking and then he takes out one coin and shows it to you 
This is me holding your life in my hands, Matilda. You recognize that coin that is made especially for each life boon that is held across factions. Yeah. It's always registered directly with the librarian. The herald just makes the appointment and is present, but the librarian is the one who writes it down. You have been very adamant in wanting to reduce or get rid of this boon. I'm sure he can understand. I'm sure, and given him being in my position, you wouldn't be particularly keen to stay under my thumb with you. You're absolutely correct. I wouldn't mind, though, for you are more of a venture than Caleb would ever be. And just because I respect you and like you, Matilda, believe it or not. I'm going to cash this in. So after the service is concluded, this holds no more power over you. And he extends the coin to you. I'm cashing in the life boon I hold over you, Matilda Wells. And in exchange, I want you to help me in killing Roger Smith. And that is where we're going to draw the season to a half point. Thank you very much for watching, for watching. And thank you very much for holding on to your chairs while we were having technical difficulties. Um, I think there's somebody who wants to say something. I was just say, I don't know, um, in all the excitement, but. I think there's a remorse check to make. There is a remorse check to make. Thank you very much for reminding me, uh, Peter. So Janish had one stain, and I yeah. believe your humanity is six. Am I correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's good because you have three remorse, uh, three remorse dice to roll. You only need one success, or just the yeah. the. Come on, come on, cools in the chat. Give me your energy, or give Discord. Or roll okay, 20. I'm going to make my remorse roll. You should be at least as inhumane as me. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay. Oh, so I get two dice, don't I, for remorse? No. Um, if you're human, your humanity is six, so you have three remorse dice. Because you shielded most of the stuff. Oh, oh, yeah. So okay. your remorse yeah. dice is three. Cool. I'm going to submit. Boo! Oh, I mean, okay. great! You have two successes. Yeah. I'm taking all your humanity loss. Don't worry, my humanity's gonna go down soon. Yeah, it will. Definitely will. Okay. Maybe I should try and force it that way. If if we hadn't had the power cut, it might even have gone down a bit more. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had a scene exactly for that. It would have been like the double whammy of having staying in separate scenes in the same session. But regardless, the Discord gods were kind to our own local. Kupala God or something, um, and uh, I I don't know. I'm just saying it's late. Thank you very much for holding on with us. Don't forget next week in the amazing city of Slough, Slough by Night, we will have our guest ST for the evening. Rob running a game for Sam, Nat, and Kirsty. Thank you very much for joining us today. And Blood on the Severn will come 
in two weeks after next week's one shot we come back in two weeks so that will be on the 24th uh, of may with season three episode six only five more to go let's see how matilda manages to kill an elder baron of the others <laughs> until then i'm gonna love you and leave you and wish you a great lovely week take care Bye. Bye. Bye.